We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. I'm Eric. This is Megan. Only two of us today. Got deserted by Rudo. <laughs> AJ lost last night. Did not sit well with them. They're still awake. They haven't gone to bed. Um, but Tiff's a pro. She's here. Hello. Megan's a pro. I'm a pro. You know, I'm kidding. Um, just two of us today. So we'll have a little bit of fun, right? We'll, uh, do the usual top five lists a little later. We'll talk a little bit about some spicy comments, you know, from yesterday. Uh, we'll talk a little bit of what's ahead tomorrow and, uh, go from there. So why don't we just go right to it, you know? Um, obviously a weird game yesterday. Um, one that doesn't sit well when you're a, a franchise that expects to win not only the Stanley Cup, but every night, uh, right? And then you have a game like last night. You are playing um, still a National Hockey League game, but you are playing the last place team, the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, didn't go to plan. Didn't come up with the, the two points. Didn't come up with one point. Um just a weird game. Uh, we'll talk about it as we know with talking about the comments. But um, then you got Devontae's that comes out last night and starts swinging a little bit, which is which is fine. Well, I'll give my thoughts. I'll, I'll give you the floor, but I don't mind it. Um, so what do you think? You know, first and foremost, I think it's very tactful because you mentioned. Mm-hmm. I think we were off the post game pod when we started talking about it a bit yeah. more, but. His comments aren't going to be things that they haven't already discussed internally. Yeah. And I look at Jared Bednar as somebody who uses his platform in addressing the media to sometimes, I think, send messages that way. Because Mm -hmm. I think he knows that there are things he says to media that do get back to his players. And it applies a little bit of pressure in that way as well. Because I'm sure that Bednar communicates his messages to his players directly as well. But sometimes it takes getting something in front of the media to add a little bit more pressure and weight to the situation. And I think that's what Devon Taves did with his comments last night. And there's a lot of reactions to it. I'm sure we could break this down because the smaller picture here is looking at the outcome of that game and how it absolutely warrants those comments. And there's greater concern, bigger picture, because it's not the first time a player has made comments like this. I wanted to read Devon Taves' postgame comments alongside Andrew Cogliano's previous postgame comments so people could see that this is kind of a similar problem. So Devon Taves said, I think we got some guys who think they're playing well, and I think they're kidding themselves at this point. It's frustrating to play out there when you got guys that think they're playing well and they're doing things that you have no idea what play they're going to make. Mm-hmm. And then I'm trying to remember what loss specifically this was, but Cogliano also made a similar comment. He said, I think we need to understand sometimes a little bit of who we are. Sometimes plays aren't to be had at the blue lines and turnovers sometimes create momentum going the other way. Yep. They might not score off the first chance, but they score off the second or third one. We have some of the best players in the world in this room, and that's a positive. But I think a lot of other guys, including myself, need to adopt a little bit of a mindset of chip away, 
forecheck momentum, and break teams down. That way you're going to be in games all the time and you push it near the end. We gave way too many open looks and rush chances and bad plays with the puck accumulate over time. Yep. And I think that these comments are reflecting on the same problem mm-hmm. for the Avs. And it's right just to call it out because I think in different games it points to different parts of the lineup that just aren't fully adopting the team's identity consistently. Because I think you see that's how the team has 40 points right now in yeah. the standings. They're kind of hovering above Winnipeg in the standings. They're just behind Dallas. They have a few games in hand. They're really not in a horrible spot in the central division for the yeah. abs. That is, and you compare it to where they were at last December and they're leaps ahead of where they were. They had a really rough December last <laughs> yeah. year. There were also oh, tons of good. injuries yeah. to account for it. There have been injuries this year. Yeah. There've been great games, but it's like we talked about on the post game show. The highs have been, very high yeah the swing for the lows has been just a little bit too much of a gap and I think that this is even something Logan O'Connor has talked about in his individual identity as a player that he won't always have an A game but he can't dip below a B game that's how he stays in the National Hockey League and I think that's true of the Avs identity a little bit too their A game as a team you know if that was who they were their A game players it's hard to put that together for 82 games in a season but they can't let their game dip below a B. When they start having these C, D, F rated games, it's just an entirely different team. It's not Colorado Avalanche hockey. And that points to something of a culture and an identity problem that I think warrants being called out in December because it's something that can be corrected. Yeah. And hearing it from two leaders in the room specifically in Taves and Cogliano, I think is important too. Those are guys who our leaders in the room and are respected for their opinion. And so I think it's especially important for players who are new to this group and who have been a part of it for a long time to heed the words of players like Taves and Cagliano, who also have won and are leaders in the room for a reason. Well, I agree with everything you're saying. And I don't know if you can recall, but I'll, I'll go back to my experiences. Um, Coaching staff is one thing. You deal with them every day, right? So there's, you touched upon it there. There's a, there's a leadership group that the coaches will work with, which is normal when you have twenty something guys. Like you're not, you're not gonna, every day like oh every, you're gonna get twenty three different answers, right? Right. Um, on how how things are going, and of course you have a personal relationship in a sense. You shouldn't go more than a few days to check in on each player, and that's why you have assistant coaches as well. Pratt, Bennett, uh, you know, uh, Brett in the video. Everybody has a, you know, UC Park, you know, deal more with the goalies, right? Goalies are different. So make sure they get their love <laughs> and, you know, they understand their process. And um, so it's a little different. You're going to deal with your leadership group. You're going to deal with um, your stars. Uh, and I think they have an excellent relationship, you know. And I say it too because management, it's different. When you get called in to, to have a meeting with Joe or C-Mac, it's a little different, you know what I mean? Because it's not something that's on day-to-day interaction. Yeah. So you might be like, oh, whoa, I got a breakfast, you know what I mean? Like, I got to go to C-Mac's room, you know? Usually it's because it's a deeper problem or a deeper thing or something that needs to be addressed or, you know, it could be a personal thing and it could be your wife that's, you know, and the, you know there's something, you know what I mean? An organization is always there for the players. So... What it, what I'm trying to say is your peers, and I said that last week, is the most important thing because it's totally different than your coaches. You know, Ben Nark could come in and go, oh, that's a bad game, guys, you know. And then coaches after a game like last night, I I never played for Ben Nark, so I, I can't speak for that. But they might come in the room for 12 seconds, you know, and then go to their own room and, go vent in their own room and address the team for 10, 12 seconds. That was unacceptable. You know, day off tomorrow, we'll see you Thursday. But there is that four or five minute period there before the media comes in. And a lot is said right there as guys are getting undressed and some guys quicker than others because they don't want to face the media that, you know, they're just not, sometimes just, you're just not in the mood because you're going to say something stupid. Right. Or, uh, it just hasn't gone well for you. You don't want to, you know, I'll face them tomorrow night or whatever it is, right? 
the scrums I'm talking about. Yeah. And you know that. You're in there. Um, I, I think you should make yourself available. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I did, but not, no, nobody wanted to talk to me. You know, <laughs> but I'm just saying, when you hire a profile guy, I do believe you should make yourself available all the time. Right? I mean, yeah. you shouldn't have to chase guys down, you know. But I understand. But I played with a guy named Wayne Gretzky, and <laughs> he was always available. So that's where I'm trying to say. And I'm not saying the Avs guys are hiding. But what I'm getting back to is what you were just saying. So your, your peers, hearing it from someone on the ice that's got skates with you, and that's not a coach, it carries a lot of weight. We all know there's an issue here in a sense that Gabe Landeskog's not there. We all know that. This is different, though. This team is one together, the leadership group. And, of course, Gabe's not there. Right. So what that does is it gives opportunities for Coglianos, like you just wrote, as, uh, you just read his comments, right? Yeah. To speak up uh, on the media side. And, and that's what I'm trying to get to is Taze did it yesterday, but... It is my understanding that in those five minutes before the media got there, he did say exactly that to the team. It's not like he used the media as a tool to throw his teammates under the bus. So I do believe he said it in the room. And I like that it comes from a guy like that. That's a smart guy. Um, a really good player. Yeah. But not... An elite player like McKinnon, Ranton, and McCarr, right? A guy that really believes in his game, a guy that made a commitment to stay here, comes out yesterday, and I do believe he said it before, before he said it to the media. So it's not like he's hiding. Um, and I like when it comes from guys like that. I, I go back to my playing days, you know, go back to Avalanche 1.0. You had guys like Mike Keane. Um, Mike Keane scored five, six goals a year. You know what I mean? But I'll tell you one thing. He said something after a game, and and it was about things like that. Oh, you stood up like this, and you were like, <clears throat> yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it carries a lot of weight. Uh, it clawed Lemieux to a certain extent, which probably more relative to Devontae's. You know, like they're really good players, like borderline all-stars, you know. Um, and I remember Pepe just talking to you and you know saying like what are you doing and you're in the middle of a practice and i said well, what are you doing that's not how we peak that's not the route we take on a pk and you know, because if you don't practice you know the right way then you're not going to play the right way and what cogliano's saying and taze is saying right now is there's some guys that are just going through the motions and and it's not acceptable here and i've said it and i'll say it again it's hard to have a championship mentality it is hard. It's every day. It's every day off. It's every game. It's every practice. It's every team meeting. It's every time you need to say something that people might not want to hear like yesterday. You know what I mean? Because if you just let it go and it's like, oh, it's okay. It's not how it works. And whether he's talking about a certain player or, you know, that's up to him to, to, to know and, you know, talk about that. It's, we sure could speculate, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, and I know some people are speculating, which is fine. Uh, but somewhere, somehow, and I'm sure he included himself in that, because I, I do believe he's, you know, he's had a couple rough games here, you know, lately, and especially with Kale out. I, I said it the other day, I would have liked a better game from Taze a couple games ago. I would have liked a better game from Bo a couple games ago. You know, Kale's been out, so... You don't replace Kale, but you certainly can elevate your game. And we didn't see that for a few games. We saw it for a few games. You know, they had those two games where they won those two games in a row. And I think Bednar said it was probably close to their most complete games of the season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which which I agree with, you know. Um, but when you do something like this, it's I, I don't mind it. And it comes from your peers. And... Of course, it just all of a sudden made the rounds last night, you know, everywhere. And then it becomes like, oh, my God, you know, unhappiness. You know, that, yeah, broken. broken. It's, I, listen, there's nothing broken. There's a very good symmetry between management, coaches, and players. Bednar and the leadership group that Devontae is part of. Right. 100%. And, and, and what people don't seem to understand is... Sometimes you have a C and A's and it's so misconstrued, like whatever the word is, like 
you don't need a letter to be a leader on a team. Yeah. Um, and, and I know that for a fact. And, and I've been part of, uh, of teams that a lot of guys don't have letters. And, and when they speak, it carries, you know what I mean? And there's a lot of guys that, sure, they yap every four seconds. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, and then all of a sudden the message gets lost a little bit like, oh, God, here we go again. But there's guys that, I don't believe Devontae is a guy that always yaps every day, you know what I mean? So when he does say something like that, he carries a, a lot of weight. Whether he's right or wrong, I do believe he's right. Right. Of course, you do believe he's right. Uh, where does that lead to? And I just think that maybe there are a few guys that aren't accustomed to the pressures of being a winner and and every day doing it. It's it's I always say it's easy to do the wrong thing. It is. It's easy. It's not always easy to do the right thing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, put in some extra time. It's easy, like I said, just to get off the ice. Oh, it's easy to just turn the puck over. I tried something, you know? Yeah. Like practice, game days, doesn't matter. So I do believe it was a little spicy. You know what I mean? Huh. Uh, do I agree with them? Yes, I think you do too. Uh, do I think that it disrupts the locker room? No. Um, do I think that something needed to be, to be said? Yes. You know, because you know we were frustrated. We we're watching the game, and I'm sure fans are frustrated, and management's watching this. You're frustrated. Coaches are frustrated because you're like, uh, Rudo said it best earlier today, and I was reading his stuff, and he's like consistently being inconsistent or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, they're consistently being inconsistent and that becomes a problem. Uh, and it is tough to, to be consistent in this. It is hard as a young player, as an older player, as a team, as a unit, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I, you know, we can still talk about it. I can give you more of the floor, but I liked what he did. I respected. Do I think he said it to the team? Yes. Uh, so I'm not a, scared of that that it obviously creates a bad a little bit different from Miko's dad last week where I'm <laughs> sure Miko's dad wasn't there he's in Finland yeah. and you know what I mean so this is something that was said before said it to the media and it's kind of kind of snowballed a little bit and you know obviously kind of made the rounds on social media and, and everywhere but there's nothing wrong with that I, I you know what it's not easy to win and they haven't been perfect. We know that. They're a good team. Yeah. Do, I th- do we think they'll be there at the end? Yes. Yes. But right now, it's just the inconsistency. I use last December as a frame of reference for how Loved I feel it. about yes. this year's team. And I think what corroborates everything you're saying is Jared Bednar yep. going on altitude this morning and affirming everything that Tave said. And what I think is interesting is Bednar also goes on to say that this isn't a new message. This is something that he has been singing to the group the group has been saying to the group for some time now that straying from the system has allowed mistakes and they're not just simple mistakes they're costly mistakes that are allowing dangerous chances going the other way and so it reaffirms this belief that the abs are beating themselves because Mm -hmm. they are giving these grade a chances to other teams and not making them earn their goals and those are the mistakes that Bednar is talking about and they are born from straying from the system. And that's where I think there remains some concern and it's not pointed at Devontae's because I think he needed to say what he said. And it sounds like Bednar and Cagliano, yeah. people have been saying this inside the room. So leadership the, group. The yeah, leadership group. Coaching, exactly. you know, coaching staff. So it's not new messaging. No. They have their messaging. So what's not clicking? That's sort of where I'm now a little bit concerned And again, it's December. It's not something that they can't overcome. But I'm wondering if, and I don't want to point to new guys specifically, but new to this year, there's buy-in and then there's buy-in with like a capital B. I think there are players who think they've bought into the app system and aren't aware that the commitment it takes has to be a second nature and an instinct for them that they actually have not bought in and they just think that they have because it's not a full 60 commitment. And I also think that it extends beyond the rink and how they take care of themselves away from it. And I think that there is maybe a learning lesson that needs to be applied for what buy-in really looks like here with the Colorado Avalanche. I think that's the part that's been missing. 
is I look at that room and I think there's a lot of guys with a great work ethic. So I don't yeah. think this is laziness. I just think there's a misunderstanding. I don't think everybody has been fully integrated to what it means to buy in yeah. here in Colorado, maybe compared to other teams or just new to this year. Either way, I think there needs to be another lesson in what that truly means. And I don't know how that gets executed, but are alluded to managing ice time differently. I don't know if that's specifically to send a message or to take a little bit of that workload off some of the, the top line yeah. specifically, but something needs to give in way of players understanding what it means to play avalanche hockey. And I agree. And I, it, there's too many ways to look at it, but you can always look at it and say, you can talk about it. We've had guys on our show, right? Yeah. Colton, um, Woody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, New guys I'm talking about, you know, right. come on in. And what do they say? They talk about the culture, right? From from training camp on, they're talking about the culture and, oh, yeah, you come in here, you know, you know. But right now I think that it's one thing to say culture, but it's another thing to, to show it and to do it. Yeah. Doesn't look like by their game, doesn't look like they've played the culture, the avalanche hockey culture. They haven't. Um, and, and it's funny because... The way they're built and the way their system works is is when everybody's on, everybody's on the same page. And Tays alluded to that a little bit yesterday. Like you don't know where the other guy's gonna go, you know? Because yeah. right, and then and and just for people listening, just so you're aware, like it's easier to play a game in the National Hockey League than to play a game in the American Hockey League. Because, and I'm not. I say it all the time. I love the AHL. I do. It's right? very I am, unpredictable. No, it's just. It, it's, I compare that all the time to tryout hockey. So if there's people in the chat there that they have kids and, you know, like, and they go to tryouts, like tryout hockey is just, it's absolutely the worst hockey in the world. Like, because everybody's trying to, you know, the dad said, make it, or the mom said, make an impression. You know what I mean? And then they go out there and everyone grabs the puck and they're going everywhere. And then no one is nowhere where they're supposed to be. There's no, there's no system. And, I, and again, I'm not that crazy to say that a 12 year old should have systems, but I'm saying, at least have a little bit of common sense where things go, but there is none because it's tryout hockey. So the American League, I always say it's, it's a little bit like tryout hockey because you're, you're trying to make an impression <laughs> and, oh, my God, Chris McFarland's in the building. I'm going to show him I can play, right? You know, and it's just what it is. And and then guys are everywhere. You play in the National Hockey League, there's systems, there's tendencies, and you know exactly where one guy's going to be. So if you look at the Avs goal yesterday, like that neutral zone line a lot of breakdowns there. Like there guys, are are like, where are you going? And I'm not here to single out anyone, but what are you doing? Why are you next to me? You know what I mean? And it's like, whoa, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, the puck's in your net. So um, that's what he was kind of talking to about, right? Right. You don't know where. Then this is not what we do here. Yeah. This is what we do, and this is how it is. And I think they have free reign. They're built with superstars, and I think that's where I think Bednar's been masterful. He's allowed Miko, he's allowed Nate to play their elite game. And yeah, their leash is different than yeah. Ben Myers. It's life. You right. know what I mean? And nothing wrong with Ben Myers. You no. know what I mean? That's I'm not bagging on Ben Myers. Or Logan. We love Logan. Yeah. Let's just use Logan. You know, if <laughs> Logan tries to play like Nate McKinnon, it ain't gonna work. Like so. it's just not gonna work. And then next thing you know, everyone on the chat's gonna be pissing on Logan and you should be scratched and yeah. it's not how it works you got to play to your identity and i think he's been masterful coaching wise with his staff to let those guys be elite let those guys not just play like dump and chase hockey and you know what i mean and i'm not saying the third fourth line should play that way what i think cogliano was saying the other day is there's a time and a place to make a play yeah sometimes it's not there i don't know what to tell you it's life. It's not football. Football is predictable. It's a play. You're going, you're taking a left on the 30-yard line. The ball's going to come across, right? You know what I mean? That's, and it's awesome. That's why football is awesome. I'm not saying it's not fun. Yeah. Hockey is chaotic. Hockey is, <laughs> you drop the puck, the, there's no whistle. You just keep going and you have to regroup and do something else. And, but sometimes that's something else that's not there. Right. Therefore, you do have to get it deep and you do have to use your speed and get it. You know, wood. Colton, they've been successful. Why? You know, they they get the puck deep, but that doesn't mean they give it to the other team. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they get it smart. The other guy skates into it, put it into a place where the other guy goes, we're a turnover. It's just not 
the right thing to do. And that's what they were talking about, Cogliano especially. Um, there's a time and a place to play, and then that's how you win championships. Yeah. Because Bednar said at the start of the year, he wants championship-caliber habits. And they yeah. were winning game in the start of the year, but they're like, yeah, we have ways to go. Now they still have ways to go, but it just seems that they're stubborn yeah. about their way about going to win a hockey game. And there, and I'm not just blaming new guys. No, there's guys that have been the guys that have been on the championship team that have not been up to snuff. I'm talking about on that aspect of the game. Yeah. And and it's funny because it's like it's like a kid, right? I said it the other day, like, oh, don't touch the hot, fire. you know, don't touch the fire. But you want to, you know, because they go. We talk about it on the show all the time. They go 10, 12, 14 minutes. I mean, God, yeah, they met almost 20 minutes without a shot on against, you know. They're a puck possession team. It works. So just do the right things and then right. don't, you know. But then all of a sudden, boom, they make a dumb one. They have a brain cramp, a brain fart. And let's, let's be honest, like, yeah, there might be some granny chance, but you have to make a save at some sometime. I'm not here to bag on the goalies, and I'm a goalie dad, so it's all good. <laughs> but at some point, you have to make a, a save that you're yeah. not supposed to. But that's a great A chance. You have to make a save. And that's how you keep your teams in the game. So I think that they've just been stubborn with their game. They've been, part of it is some, some some new guys. And you're right, part of it is some guys that are struggling with the vigorous demands of every day, having those habits and needing to play and to win and to and to go get those precious points, you know. Yeah. It's like that movie, Any Given Sunday, right? You know, it's a game of inches, you know. Which yeah. It's a great speech, you know. Like, forget about the movie. I'm talking about the speech. It's a game of inches, and it's the same thing in hockey. It's just, it's a game of habits and the little things. And, and sometimes you're just, you're just grinding through, and then it comes three, four, five, six, seven shifts later, and then you get rewarded. It might not be you. Yeah. It, it might be Nate or Miko, but the whole process was you grinding them down and, you know, you chipped away at it inches by inches, you know, kind of like that that speech said. But I just think it's it's inconsistent. I think I think the coaching staff's tired of it. Yeah, uh, I, I can tell you that. Being upstairs, I'm sure C Mac and the and company are you growing weary of it because you're like you're not going to win this way. Right. So is it is it bec- that's where management is different than coaching? When when is it enough? It's like the tuna tatar experience. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when is it enough? Like, it's not working. And then we go, oh, God, he went to Seattle, got a golden assist. I, awesome. It's great. You know what I mean? And good for him. He's a good guy. Yeah. Like, and he's a good player. But you Wished know, he could have done that But here. he was probably put that over there you know, in a situation where it's Miko's spot. And then all of a sudden he produced right. it. You know what I mean? It and and it's awesome. It's right. It's awesome. It wasn't it's great. Here. You know? It just wasn't going to work here. So as managers... It's hard right now because you're like, <laughs> you know, like, hey, with coaches, you know, do we feel we're going to, you know, turn this thing around in a yeah. sense? That not, not, they're almost tied for, are they still in first yeah. this morning? I didn't even look at the standings. It's, but it's 40. They just have games on in like a, a good games ahead. played more. I know. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is, oh my God, they're not like, no, they're not 32nd in the list. Not what I'm saying. They want to win championships here. Right. That is different. This is not the abs of four years ago. This is the abs of, we want more cups. And in order to have more cups, and again, go back to 01, you know what I mean? Like, they're in first place in the league, and then they decide that in order to win, they got to go get one more D and sacrifice an outstanding forward for me and Adam Detmer, right? And then you go get Robley, and then this is how we're going to be built. That's how we're going to win. And it proved to be right. So, but they were in first place when they did that. So it's not like they were a last place team. Oh my God, yeah. we got to do something. So, what we're saying here, what we're talking about is management just shakes their head because they're like, oh, you think you've turned the corner and then it creeps back on again. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's why it's like, oh, why? You get on that plane yesterday and you're like, oh. and then you get we in your car, <laughs> you get home, it's late, and then you get in your car and then you drive, you know, because you all know DIA is far, and then you go to your house and then you're, you're thinking that's what you can do. Like, what is it that, is it the personnel it's certainly not the coaches. It's not. No, I have you know a lot what I mean? of faith. You know, I think they're they're entrenched with the leadership group, and they're entrenched, you know, with. And he says it all the time. And uh, when you've, especially when you've won, it's easy to give the rein to 
you know, I've talked to coaches back then in Pittsburgh and everything. They're like, oh my God, this Crosby's unreal. He just, mm -hmm. we don't need to do anything. We just go in, we do our stuff, and then he just takes care of the rest. And he's like, you know, don't worry, I got those guys. Everybody's on the same page. We'll, we'll get going. And that's what leadership is. And that's what winners do. And Nate's a winner. You know, Miko's a winner. But everybody's different in their own ways. And you can't just ask Mac all the time. To, oh, you know what I mean? Like, you know, because yeah. he's got that, you know, then and Kale's more like, hey, you know, it's the nicest guy, right? You know, he, and then Miko's different, you know, where he gets moody and, you know, but he's funny. And, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So then you got Taze, which, you know, Cogliano, guys that I've been around that, uh, that are still value. I'm talking about Cogliano, still valuable because yeah. of the, what you bring. Because the leadership, the especially. leadership. It's, and I said it the other day. You don't have to have a letter. He doesn't have a letter, right? But you're an important piece when you're on the bench. You might not play 18, 20 minutes like you used to back then, but when you're there and you're on the bench and you're playing, there's things that need to be said during the TV timeouts. You know, what I mean, there's three TV timeouts per period. A lot can be said to calm things down. A lot can be said in between periods. So everybody has a role. This is a championship team. And sometimes you you have to let each other know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, it's not off the snuff today, Megan. You know what I mean? Like, or Tiff, it's okay. And but there's a way to say it. Of course, if you're that guy that always comes in, it's like and people are like, oh God. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not this guy again. You know what I mean? And over the years, you learn how to deal with that. Like, use footy, you know. Footy maybe earlier in his career was a little more like, ah, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, God, you know what I mean? Where all of a sudden he got better at, you know, learning from guys like Patrick and, yeah. and Keener and, and, and Claude. And then you're like, oh, maybe my message. And then he became an outstanding leader and then obviously a captain in this franchise. And, you know, numbers retired. Now he's doing a great job. Anchor. What I'm saying is you learn with yeah. that, right? So I don't know. I think I'm speaking for you. I think... We didn't mind it. No. I think that it was more than okay, and there's no big deal, and I don't see this as being a crisis. No. You know? I know earlier in the year, Camel Car made comments about how the room wasn't quite open enough and not enough guys are speaking up, but more recently, I think more guys have been vocal than yeah. we realize on this side of things, and Duran said it's an open room just a couple games ago yeah. and talked about how... Players like Josh Manson yeah. are speaking up. Oh and my so, God, that's another guy we're forgetting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's awesome. not someone that I immediately think of, but yeah. there's diversity Absolutely. in the leadership group that, like you say, are yeah. not wearing letters that are also speaking mm -hmm. up in that room. I think that yeah. they have work to do, but it's also not the crisis level this room is broken yeah. that I think it appears to people on the outside of things right now, especially yeah. the national media that's picking this up and all they've seen is Miko Ranton and, De and Devon Taves yeah. going off. And... That's not the feel that I get being in that room. I don't think that's the feel that you get. No, There's no. absolutely work for this team to do, and yeah. they're sorely missing Gabriel Landeskog's leadership. For that sure. is undeniable. Sure. But I still think there's diversity in that leadership group that we don't always consider, and Taves is a really big part of it. I think we've talked enough about this in yes. a sense. that, but, the, but it's good because it is good, and then I'm just looking to my right side there because you know, we're talking about not that I want to change subjects, but you got to remember, like somebody's asking about Ray Bennett on the power play, and Ray Bennett does an excellent job. He's been around the NHL for so long. Everybody has their parts to it. You got to remember, it's a trust factor too with the head coach. The head coach, he trusts Nolan Pratt. He trusts uh, Brett. He trusts uh, Ray. You know, for what they have to do. You know, which Ray does PP, and then right Nolan does the PK, and then, um, but I. Saw something earlier about, I talk about it all the time. Yeah, I, I don't like it when they're out there two minutes. I don't. I just never been a fan of it. Um, do I, does that mean I'm right? No. I just, I, I like competition. Um, if you're not going, then we'll go. Uh, and that's why I like two units. Um, but this one is more heavily loaded on one, as we know. Right. right? Um, and I'm not saying it's wrong. That's just what they're... Doing and you gotta remember, this this team is built different than most teams. You know the the amount of, and I used it the other day. Like elite players, they're like artists. You know what I mean? And and there's one puck out there. There's <laughs> five guys. You know, and it's it, it sounds stupid what I'm saying, but it's not. So every everybody wants to 
you know, you got Kale McCarr and then you got Nate McKinnon and then you got Miko that wants to shoot it. And then you got, you know what I mean? It's hard. There's only one puck. So you can have tendencies. You can have this, you can have that, but Avalanche 1.0, Avalanche 2.0, you know, Sackick, Forsberg. I mean, the list goes on, you know. You can tell guys what to do, but those guys are elite for a reason. They're making the big money, and they produce at the right time, and we get frustrated about the PP all the time, but bang, it's in the net, right? You know, because they have special players. And to answer the question there, it's like sometimes Ray can tell them to do what they're going to do, but at the end of the day, those guys are the ones that are special, that are elite, and their creativity will take over in a game, and it's nothing you've drawn up. I've talked about. Yes. And, right? So that's why they're special. That's why, even though they're frustrating as a unit, that's why they still produce because they can do it on, on their own. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying that that's how this team's built. You know what I mean? Because superstars are different and they have a different leeway, you know? I think that's been what I think has been missing from the power play when we've been unhappy with it because, like, <laughs> special teams are just fickle and ebb and yeah. flow throughout the season, although I think the penalty kill has stayed yeah. pretty good mm -hmm. through this point. Obviously, there's been some goals against, but I think yeah. it has been very strong. But anyways, the power play specifically, I think Mika Rantanen needs a little bit of a big nap still. I think he's still working through some oh, yeah. of he his will, lack of finish. I, I was glad yeah. to see the resurgence of play a couple games ago, but I still think he's working through some things, and that's what's missing from the power play is the level of good unpredictability that he brings to it because he is so creative in his playmaking that I think that is what allows that top unit to succeed. And his lack of finish, I think, has sort of crept into that top power play unit. I think once Miko gets his game right, you see the power play rolling as dominantly as you know it can be because yeah. of the personnel that are on PP1. I think that's why people get frustrated with it is because you look at the talent that's on there and you expect it to be scoring every time. And I, I like the comment about how they don't really roll with that second unit, but it brings them success every once in a while to be willing to evolve beyond just rolling with the top unit because Sam Malinsky gets out there and his contributions allow Mika Rantanen to contribute on yeah. the power play. And I think that that only happens if things aren't working. And so it's been now a couple power play chances to allow a little bit of a different look there. But you don't want to abandon what's worked for them for so long, and that's Miko Rantanen. And I think that once Miko gets this game right, we're a lot happier with the power play. And when you do have elite guys like that, I do believe you have to let them loose sometimes. You know what I mean? You're and right. It's different if you have a bunch of and again, I'm uh, Ross Colton on you know on the unit and 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 Bo Byron or you know it's not Kale McCarr, it's not Nate. So those guys are a little different. You know where the other ones have to be more just methodical and systematic and you know what i mean like hey you know you're not kale yeah you know what i mean you're not nate you know so and that's all right you know so but anyway, somewhere somehow they're always going to produce because those guys are unreal so those guys are unreal players uh we are brought to you by bet 365 <laughs> calling me out next game <laughs> oh, <is he? laughs> i like that i like that uh, we are brought by uh Bet365, at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every touchdown, every game, every point, every play, from the moment that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Get a better price on chosen markets for select games with Bet365 Boost or Bet365 Super Boost. You can even get in on our very own custom bet. Keep an eye out each week for each week. For new bets on Bet365, ride with DNVR and place your bets using code DNVR365 at sign up. Must be 21 and over and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly if you or someone know. Has a gambling problem and wants to help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. 1-800-GAMBLER. We're also brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery. Breck Brew a, <laughs> has a beer for any occasion, and there is no better way to watch a game than having some Breck Brew. Breck Brew has been doing it for over 33 years, and it all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. Check out their Christmas ale, which has a new recipe this season for just $6 at the DNVR bar. 
Head to breckbrew.com and use the beer locator to find it at a local liquor store near you. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast with Megan and myself. Let's do our top five. Um, let's have a little bit of fun. It is the holidays and why not, you know, talk about it's gifting season and holidays are always fun for that. And top five of gifts that we would like to give the Avalanche uh, <laughs> team, players, fans uh, this holiday season. So let's start with number five. <laughs> How about some health? You know, and I know we talk about it every year, uh, but this is a chance for us to to wish the Avalanche and, and the coaching staff, right, uh, some health. And obviously we see Luckin in there, and it's good to see him skate uh, every day at Family Sports. Yeah. It's been nice to see him. I actually saw him yesterday. Uh, no, not yesterday, two days ago, but uh, just skating on his own. And he looked very uh, fresh, healthy. He wasn't... Uh, I think you're looking at him sooner rather than later, you know, Good. on the recovery. Good. Um, and then, of course, there's more to health. I mean, our good friend Sammy Gerard, yeah. right, which thinking about him in this holiday season, and uh, he's a big hole in the Avalanche lineup. You, you uh, really I, feel he, it. He, you really feel it, but it's an opportunity for Malinsky and things <laughs> like that. Um who else do we got health-wise? But, of course, those are two big ones. Then, you know, we McCarr have Gabe, and you know. Manson. Yeah. There are lingering issues that they're working through. It feels, too, like when you ask a genie for more wishes to say, yeah. can the abs just be healthy? Yeah. <laughs> right? Right? It, it feels like asking the genie for more wishes, but we get to make the rules, and so we're, we're granting them full health. <laughs> All right, so let's. Are we good with that one? Five. Yes. We're good. Hey, again, wishing everybody. Uh, Landy Scott, his recovery. Well, of course, we'll throw well, that. Uh, in we'll there. throw that in there, Landy. Of course, and then um, anybody that's lingering, and it's a grueling season in the NHL. So it's uh, we wish everybody some health and whatever they're going through. And um, but you know what? Cross our fingers that they're all back right at some point. So number four of our top five. On the bet 365, how about an experienced backup? Um, I'll take the lead on this. I, I really, again, this is, I'm not being negative. I think you're going to say the same thing say as I it. am. All right. <laughs> I really thought it was Eustace Sandin's job to, to, to take. I understand the process. I'm not arguing it. Now Eustace is hurt, right? right. So, um, okay, they went and got. Prospetov, he's been fine. Here's what it is. Georgiev, you know, was outstanding in the first part. Been trying to find his game yeah. since then. Not good enough. Not championship caliber enough. And sometimes when you have a more experienced backup, and I'm I, and I'm going to go back to, I said it the other day, use Jonathan Quick last year for, for Vegas. He doesn't play a game, but you know the experience was invaluable for Hayden Hill and to oh, have yeah. a guy like that right there day in and day out of practice on the bench in the locker room. I said that about Cagliano. It's the same thing for goaltending. They are a different breed. They are they are their own union. I mean, they are what they are and, and they're complex. And I think UC does a good job yes. with their goalies. Um, and I know some coaches in the NHL, they don't even, they don't go near their goal. I mean, because they're like, oh, bro, I, I don't want to mess that up. I, I don't want to talk with them. I just I wave at them. You know what I mean? So they're, they have their own union. I do believe an experienced backup would be, um, and it's not that easy. No. It's not that this easy. This is our, our list of things and, that and, we want. Exactly. And then we'll see down the stretch there if, if they go and decide to go that route. And, and just look at Toronto right now, you know, um, What's his name? Their wall gets hurt, and then yeah. Samson hasn't been good, and then Martin Jones, you know, that really didn't have a prominent job this summer, right? Signs right. there was a third guy in Toronto, and right now he's playing pretty good, and he's winning some games for the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's what I mean by an experienced backup. Yes. No, I agree. I, it's looking ahead. There was trust that Pavel Francouz could come in in the Western Conference Final and help the Evs get through that moment. And I don't have that same trust in Prozvatov, and it's a lack of experience. It's not to 
be overly critical of him. It's just the lack of experience. And obviously Aiden Hill proved that sometimes lack of experience doesn't matter. But I think pointing out that having veteran goaltender presence around him probably helps. Yeah. And I think that Georgiev's even young for being a starting goaltender. I think yeah. that if they had an experienced backup, it would be invaluable experience like you're using the quick example. And it's a necessary component because if they find themselves and I'm hoping this doesn't happen with any sort of goaltending injury in the playoffs. There's just not enough trust in Prozvatov as it stands. And again, I see the chat talking about Frankie. I mean, we all love Frankie. Frankie was the perfect backup. Awesome. Yeah. Big part of why they won so two years ago. There. Trust it pushes the other guy enough, knows his role. And that's what I mean by that. No offense to Prozvatov or Eustace or whatever. You know what I mean? I just would like to have that thing there where. It's just a, bl a security blanket for them. You yeah. know what I mean? And even though you're, you're, the guys might not be playing, he helps the guy that's playing. And if you're young and inexperienced, you don't have that. You know what I mean? So, and again, it's a wish list, right? right. So, but again, Frankie was the perfect guy. He's just not there. And everybody misses Frankie. Everybody yeah. loves Frankie. And it doesn't get better than that. So, can we move on? Yeah, we are. It extends to Frankie too. My God, yeah, I just thought about that. The gift didn't think about it. Giving. Yeah, right. You keep for, you keep forgetting. You know what I mean? You 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 build something two years ago, last year. You know, this is our goaltending. This is how we're built. And you know, of it course, was, it just it was excellent too. It was one of the most competitive tandems I think beyond Boston's. Injuries derail things, you know. So, all right, number three, we have. How about a depth defenseman? You know. What's Tiff's just like, let's put Eric Johnson there. Why not? You know what I mean? Just just throw a name out there. There, There's going to be names out there coming up here. And, uh, you know, if it makes sense, of course, there's familiarity with EJ. And, you know, you're talking about locker room presence and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, and wanting to be an avalanche. So that's just one name. You know, uh, this Buffalo seems to be a team that's really not going anywhere and, I thought uh, they would be. Yeah. That's been a season that I think has underwhelmed me. Um, but again, their lack, I don't want to say lack of depth, because I think their depth's good on yeah. D. It's more veteran depth, you know what I mean? Like where... Yes. Who's trusted to play up in the you know, lineup if needed? Because, right? I mean, we haven't seen Huntsy, and I, I'm a big Brad Hunt fan. He's uh, the best. Been for years. I love Brad Hunt. Uh, but I also love to have him in what you and I talk about all the time, a very important piece of an organization, which is the American Hockey League. Yeah. And he's a, he's an unbelievable guy down there for anyone, not just the young defenseman, or, but for anyone that's trying to be a pro and just follow the lead of a guy like that. So we haven't seen him for a game this year, yeah. right? And then last year, I'm, I mean, he ended up playing a lot of games. He was yeah, here for a lot. He was, yeah, he was here a lot. So, I mean, I like the fact that Jones has been here. Malinsky's been here. Who else have we seen on D? Are we, are we missing anyone? Or No, we haven't seen anybody else, right? But they've, they've called up people that have just sat there joined for play. road trips. Yeah, yeah haven't played. Yeah. But why not? It's always nice to have. It's always nice to protect yourself. I like to be 10 deep. That's me. Uh, you know, it's always been my philosophy. And next thing you know, you got two that go down. You're down to eight, and it's that's not that... It's, I mean, it, it goes down quick. You know what I mean? Injuries go down quick. And um, and I like healthy competition. So, you know, let's move on to number two. Yeah. Right? All right. Bet 365. Oh, boy. Oh, my boy, Lindy. Um, second line center. Um, we're here for a wish list. No offense to Ryan Johansson, right? We never have offense to anything. But... Um, Obviously, there's math to be uh, to be done here. You know what I mean? So we're not... Megan looks smart. I don't look smart, not, <laughs> but I'm not smart. But we all know that there's... When you're talking about names like Lindy, uh, Elias Lindholm. Sorry, going by the nickname. Um, then that doesn't... Obviously, there's math there, right? right. There's, a, there's a cap problem. So, um, but... I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you move out. Obviously, some money. Um, I just think it's a better fit than Ryan Johansson. You know, and Ryan Johansson's been fine at times, right? We talked about it. He's got over ten goals. He's he's had some face-offs. He's had some power play time. 
Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Like I said, no offense to Ryan Johansson, I'm saying, but look at the old one abs. Adam Denmark's a pretty damn good player and ended up being the person that gets treated. Yeah. You know what I mean? And taken out of the lineup. So I'm just saying, I just would like to get uh, a better option, you know, at that position. And I think AJ said it best. Yeah, he was getting funny yesterday when, uh, what was he talking about? Of course we all love Nazem Kadri. you know yeah. what I mean? Like, he had a 90-point season and no shit, you know what I mean? Like that, we all loved him, you know what I mean? And um, so it's just... Uh, it was an unbelievable year for Kadri and Numbling and, and those like like AJ said, they also won the cup, you know what I mean? Because they were so strong, you know, at one and two. But uh I just feel there's not just obviously Elias Lindholm, there's there's different people and sometimes you're um uh, it just has to be a fit, you know what I mean? And uh somebody's saying that Rigel is, you know, that guy's worse. Well Elias for me, Elias Lindholm is an unbelievable PP guy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But again, I'm I'm going. <laughs> um, um, I just I just feel that he's he touches so many areas of the game. You know, PPPK. Yeah. He's a right shot sentiment. Gives you a different look. You know, face off wise. Yeah. And you know, of course, Rigel's a right shot. But the, yeah, they, um, they like that. You know what I mean? I, I, it's a big deal. It's a big thing. Um, I just love the fact that they're gonna look at things like that. But there's a math problem. You know what I mean? And, yeah. You know, you can't just get that's, into it. You know, what that's I mean? why he's on our wish list because he would be such a good fit <laughs> in Colorado. All right. No, Sean Monahan. I agree. I mean, Sean Monahan is is another guy. It's just the skating ability is just not there. And for me, the abs are so fast. Yeah. And you need pace. Uh, Sean does not play with pace or uh, or speed. You know, what I mean, doesn't mean that he's a bad player or um, a smart player, but. That's why I use Lindholm as a better option. You know what I mean? To, and again, it's a wish list. Yeah. Right? And I'm not saying that. Um, but anyway, it'd be awesome. And I'm sure, yeah, you got to remember, coaches are there every day. They coach the 20 players that are addressed because there's injuries and you know, all that stuff. Players are there to play. And then management's there every day with their team of, of pro scouts scattered. Everyone, I mean, everywhere around the NHL, as you know, you're in press boxes. I mean, every night you see 10, 12, 14 teams. In the East, it's even worse because it's so close and everyone's there. Yeah. But it's nuts. And because everyone knows about everybody and everyone knows about who's unloading what. And that's, there's a reason why there's rumors. There's a reason why there's things. And, and that's the beauty of our sport. You want to try to get better every day. And that's what C-Mac and his crew do every day. Amateur guys are looking for the draft and they're looking for the next, right. you know, Miko Ranton and, you know, yeah. all that stuff. They have nothing to do with the outcome of a game today, but the pro side and C-Mac and his crew. And obviously what they look at is every day, how do we make this team better? How do we find a way if, if it is Elias Lindholm that we're targeting, how do we go about it? And to go about it, then you have to drop this piece and that piece. Now, does that make you better? And that's what you figure out. At the end of the puzzle, what makes sense? Good on two? Yeah. It's it's ramped up this time of year, too, the scouting. The Calgary yeah. game was heavily scouted by a lot of organizations. Here we go. Here we go. So it's it's happening. It's happening. Behind the scenes, people are looking. All right. Number one. Very easy in our Ha-ha. opinion. Shirtless. Tarps are off. <laughs> Gabe Landeskog, the Viking. That guy's awesome. Good Good kid. I use him as a kid because it's obviously. I remember going to see him in Kitchener, and um, wow, what a warrior! What a guy! What a what a person! What a perfect leader for this franchise! And um, I think fans miss him. I think players miss him. Yeah. I think coaches miss him. You know, and I think management just dreams about him coming back. You know, <laughs> so if there's one guy that can come back, uh, it, it is him. And I know the, the things are out there that it doesn't look good. People that have gone through this type of injury and all that kind of stuff. I get it. Uh, but why not be that guy? You know what I mean? Why not be that guy that beats the odds in a sense that makes it better and then comes back and he's actually can be uh, 
a presence and, you know, get back to some of what he was, you know, before the injury. And we yeah. all know he was a big part in the playoffs. So I, I think that that is a wish list, obviously. And that's why he's at number one, because he is a big piece of, uh, and, and I know we talked about it earlier with the taste thing. And it doesn't mean that Gabe Landeskog, let's say he was playing yesterday, that taste thing could have still happened. It's okay. You can yeah. still speak up even though there's a captain. It might so be Landeskog saying that's, it. Yeah, or it might be, again, a taste. That's why, you know, like, it's not because, oh, the captain, you know what I mean, like, is not there. So you have to say no, but it does entice you to, a guy like taste to speak more now yeah. because we have to fill that void. Like we talk about Kale not being dressed. Okay, then the other six Ds that are dressed have to bring it up a notch, right? And, and play. you're not going to replace them, but you certainly can't help in that department. Yeah. So that's the way I kind of look at Gabe's absence. You know what I mean? Um, and I always say having one, and I'm not downplaying Gabe because I love him. He's one of, as you know that, he's one of my favorites. So that is not. Son. He's one of my, I love, part of the group that named him captain. Youngest captain in the history of the league. So what I'm about to say is not a knock on Gabe. It's having one as a team, they learn as a group, as individuals, what it takes. What a, So it's less devastating that Gabe's not there now because they've won. If they hadn't won, they'd be like, oh, I don't know if they can win without yeah. him. You know what I mean? So because he's such a strong presence in the locker room. But now it's like, okay, they can try to overcompensate it by chipping in a little bit, every one of them. And then hopefully he comes back. So, But of course they miss him. All right, so that wraps up our Bet365 Never Ordinary Top 5. We're also brought to you by Hestra job gloves i got mine in the car I'm still waiting for snow though we don't have a lot of snow hester job gloves feel great giving you great dexterity to get the job done don't trash your good ski gloves shoveling going outdoor on the cold labor or changing a flat tire you need a high quality work glove hestra gloves are great for year-round work like for diy projects gardening construction landscaping and any other work where you use your hands Visit www.hestrajob.us and use code DNVRJOB to get 30% off on your next purchase. And anyone looking to supply their team with high-quality work gloves at a bulk rate can email Josh Jacobson at josh at hestrausa.com. So Josh Jacobson at josh at hestrausa.com. Also brought to you by Breckenridge Distillery, founded in 2008. Breck Distillery is most widely known for their blended bourbon whiskey, a high rye mash American style whiskey. Their Breckenridge bourbon is one of the most highly awarded craft bourbons in the U.S., but Breckenridge Distillery is more than award-winning spirits. Eat at their award-winning restaurant, enjoy show-stopping cocktails, learn about their spirits, when an in-depth tasting and get an inside look at their active production facility, which have been there with youth hockey teams. Awesome, fun, great, great spot. Really good spot to, to go for a group party and whatever. You know what I mean? Like even with kids, you know what I yeah. mean? So sports groups. So Breckenridge Distillery products are available in all 50 states. Shop your local retailer or visit BreckenridgeDistillery.com for home delivery of award-winning Breckenridge spirits. I pray anywhere. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Let's look a little bit ahead of what's on tap tomorrow. Um, obviously, day off today. Yeah. A lot of games, Christmas, holiday season, all the above. Guys need a break. Guys need to spend a little time with their families. It's kind of nice to just get away from the rink. Um, tomorrow we got Ottawa coming in. Um, we had talked about running the table. Not going to happen. They had that loss yesterday. You know, they had won that game against San Jose with uh, conviction, right? Um, didn't happen yesterday. Now you start fresh again. Right. We talk about it all the time. It's fun. It's, it's not football. You don't have to wait a full week. You get back at it. Ottawa... Fired their coach, DJ Smith. They go back in the well, like with Jacques 
Martin. Uh, Jacques was my coach in Ottawa uh, when I played there a long time ago. Um, been around the block for a long time, and they got him out of uh, retirement and was an advisor to DJ Smith, right? And now they put him behind the bench and try to fix a little bit of what has gone wrong with, with that team and that core. And they brought back uh, franchise legend Daniel Alfredson, an awesome guy. Uh, never really coached, so I think Jacques is, you know, teaching him the ropes a little bit there. They have a new ownership group and Laura, right? And then they have a new uh, GM slash president of hockey operations, Steve Steos, right? Former player uh, that came in about a couple months ago, right? Uh, left the Edmonton Oilers and went there. Um, they played last night under that new regime of coaches. Mm -hmm. Um, and yes, I'm reading this. English is my second language. Um, I learned English in high school in Boston. So yes, and I am French. French is my first language. Um, <laughs> so there's got to be a slight Boston accent in there somewhere. Um, but it is my second language, yes. Um, with that said, last night, first game, um, under Jacques Martin, up 3 nothing, lost the game 4-3. Um, a little bit of the same problems. Ottawa, I think, is 10th in the league in scoring goals. They got some jam, you know, Brady Kachuk, and they, they, they like to be, you know, the what's that term? Uh, Brian Burke uses all the time, like, truculence. They got some truculence, That's you know. Amazing. And, uh, but they can't keep the puck out of their net. They can't defend. And, you know, Jacques was really good. Jacques Martin was, uh, those Ottawa Senators teams back then were awesome and President's Trophy winner and, you know, never really did much in the playoffs. But they did reach the finals one year. Uh, who did they lose to? Is it Dallas or? No, I don't remember. Honestly, I don't remember who they, you know, Anaheim maybe? Anaheim, Anaheim. Um, but anyway, uh, he'll bring some, stability you know of, of how to play the game of hockey we we're talking about the avalanche you know about you know having brain farts and all that kind of stuff so that's been the ottawa's problem they have a young core they just haven't been over the hump these last few years and it seems like they have bad first 30 games of the season every year and then they can never get out of the hole um we're seeing that second game tomorrow they are on the last game of a five game road trip they've lost all four three with the old coach one with the new coaching staff It'll be interesting to see how they manage that last game on the road trip before going back home. I would expect a, a big effort from Ottawa tomorrow, and I would expect a good bounce back game from the Apps. You know what I mean? Like, I'm you know, going to beat them up if they <laughs> don't. I'm just kidding. Also, App Security, yeah. please don't take that seriously. But Ottawa and other teams coming into Ball Arena know that they're playing the Colorado Avalanche. And that's a quality that I never want to underestimate because I think that a lot of teams like to give the Avs their very best mm -hmm. because of who they are. And I'm expecting with some of the firepower you mentioned from Ottawa that they're going to put their best foot forward. You know, Giroux, Tarasenko, Kachuk. They have some firepower in their lineup that I don't think the Avs should rest on their laurels yeah but also goaltending has been a struggle for ottawa and yep. i think that is a vulnerability then and i think back to the expression you used for earlier avalanche teams all the right ingredients no recipe that's how i feel about ottawa right now and i do think that some stability can be brought into ottawa yep. in time you know they're going to get reinforcement in the way of shane pinto after he serves his half season suspension <laughs> they will get him back he's on nice mm. join them soonish um, that just makes them better. So they have a lot of really talented pieces in Ottawa. And Chikrin, another one that yeah. I, I've liked. Um, it's just they're in a vulnerable spot coming here to Colorado tomorrow. And the Avs need to take advantage of that vulnerable, vulnerable spot while they have them. I like it. I like it. Um, we're also brought to you by High Plains Strains. High Plains Strains provides top quality cannabis in a wide variety of products. Check them out for your needs, including infused edibles, high-potency concentrates, and some of the best flour in the state. There are three High Plains strains locations in Colorado, uh, Log Lane Village, Garden City, and Sedgwick. If you are in northeastern Colorado, they're the dispensary for you. Use code DNVR online or mention DNVR in stores now to get 
a half ounce for $45 or full ounce for $80. And that's the word I ask Ruta all the time right here. Veritas. Veritas, 1-8 for $25 or more. See, that's the French in me right there. Um, but uh, that was a fun show. Uh, we have one super chat to get to from our girl, Melanie. Sorry for all the typos last night. They don't look like typos to me because they're too far at night. I can't see them. <laughs> but right on this one, I can. Thanks for all your insight and analysis. Appreciate you all. No, we appreciate you. Thanks for your time and the super chat. But uh, yes, it is uh, a fun time of year. The holidays are here. There's a little bit of inconsistency with the abs. Tomorrow they go back, fix that, win that game. Uh, and, and then you're obviously playing Phoenix on Saturday in Phoenix. Obviously down 3 nothing last, last mm -hmm. night to Ottawa. Come back 4-3. So they've had some good games lately. Phoenix is playing well. So there's two good games here at Ball Arena to finish before the Christmas break. Um, FYI, there is a holiday freeze on the rosters unless it's an emergency. But we're talking about trades and all that stuff until the 28th, 29th. I don't remember. I mean, again, I'm not in the front office anymore. But it's one of those 28th, 29th where all of a sudden, um, oh, boy. There's <laughs> <laughs> my brother laughing at my ad deliveries. Oh, all right. That's nice. That's right. Somebody said knives are all yeah, knives for my brother. Um uh <laughs> all right. Anyway, um looking forward to it. You can always like our show, right? Uh follow us on Twitter, follow us on Help me out here, guys, on YouTube. Yeah, subscribe uh, to YouTube and listen to us anywhere you find your podcasts. If you want to put us on in the car, you can do that. Spotify, Apple. Free game, watch along post game. Tune in to Megan's before. Yeah, practice. studs and duds with AJ. Uh, AJ's a dud right now because he's no. not feeling good. <laughs> no, no, no. He's not feeling good. All right, all right, all right, all right. He's sick. So he's sitting... The he thing feels, making him sick is a dud. He's sitting by the, the toilet right now. He's not That's doing good. That's gross. No, no, no. I'm talking about the... Uh, no, 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 no. Not, not that way. He's throwing up. Um, so, but we love AJ. We love Rudo. Those guys are awesome. Uh, tomorrow, it's a regular game, 7 o'clock uh, local time, right? Pre-game show at 6.30. Do we have a watch along tomorrow? We got a watch along tomorrow, which will be fun. Uh, well... Anything else? No. We are good to go. Tiff, you're awesome. First star. Uh, Megan, second star. And I got, I'll take third star. It's fine. Um, King Super's third star of the game. But we will see you uh, tomorrow. Have a great day.